again it's tessa it's nicole it's and episode 101 101 if we had seasons this would be the start of a new season maybe i don't know but we don't do that no we don't do that this is our mother's day episode yes and for the mother of satan rosemary's baby la, da, da, oh god da, da, is that Mia Farrow humming? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It sounds, yeah. It, it is indeed. Like that. that is her. She did it. We have no research assistant tonight. Nope. We are on our own. We're on our Which own. Which could be good for you or could be bad. I don't know. We'll Sometimes we do it. That's how we start and we can, we can do it. It'll mm-hmm. be fine. It'll be fine. And this movie is 55 years old. Yes. It's 1968. An, it's an olden. Golden olden. Golden. <laughs> One of the first, I think, like examples of highbrow horror. Ooh, isn't highbrow. it though? Like it's all artsy and shit. It is, yes. But yes, but Doom first, is. give it to him. Oh my gosh, you guys! All the things: I like, know. subscribe, rate, review, follow us on Instagram at Doom Generation Pod. Join our Patreon for either two, four, or ten dollars a month. At patreon.com forward slash doom generation. All kinds of perks. We got merch. Uh, the Parks and merch. Parks and merch. Parks and merch. The link tree in our Instagram bio is the best place to find all the things. We've even got, and we need to make sure it's up to date, but we have a Spotify and an Apple music playlist. Right. We got to put some stuff on there. The go- I mean, it's got... It's got like eight hours worth of music on there. Well, it's like, but you know, we need to keep it up because I feel like to, yeah. we last updated it in maybe Empire Records or something. Well, I think that was the last one that we had that had. So it's got it doesn't have music from every movie we've covered because some just have <laughs> scores. Right. That you're not going to you're not going to vibe to this movie like this you're is not going to vibe, man. This is a vibe playlist. Everything is a vibe. It's and a so companion. So, yeah, we have links to that in our link tree. The merch, we got shirts, we got bags, we got whatever you want. We got it. We got all the stuff. Um, And let's get into why is Rosemary's Baby our Mother's Day episode? Because she is the mother of Satan. I mean, come on now. Like, what better mom? Like, she still wants to be (laughs) a mom, mom? even if her spawn is the spawn of alert, you guys. She decides to be a mother to him. Aren't you his mother, Rosemary? If you guys haven't seen Rosemary's Baby, it is I know. 55 you, years old. So I'm you sorry. you missed it, I'm sorry. We're going to spoil it for you. We just did before Guess we even what? said Charles the Charles Grodin is in it. Surprise. Oh, yeah. Charles Grodin is this Dr. Was like Hill. It was like early in his career or something like that. Like this was his big break was getting. He had that wispy mustache. That was part of the book. 
the wispy mustache the wispy was? mustache was indeed part of the book and it was described as so blonde you could barely see it so it was a wispy perfect mustache perfect i'm telling you i read a thing that said roman polanski who was a piece of shit <laughs> did not know that he could take liberties with an existing material that he was adapting material. or whatever yeah. and like he just well, that's the word anyway, is that he didn't realize that he could make any changes. So we didn't like everything is really close to the book. So our cast, we have, again, speaking of pieces of shit, we have well, not that Mia Farrow is, but the Mia Farrow <laughs> is Rosemary and her husband well, was a piece of shit. Well, uh, we have John Cassavetes as Guy Woodhouse, who plays husband. an amazing piece of shit. Lots of pieces of shit in wow. this fucking movie well, involved like, in. Yeah, well, like he, I guess he was like really uncomfortable. Hopefully, I hope so because he's guy, a good guy, guy. Woodhouse is a fucking piece of shit. Yes, he is. He is a piece of shit. I hate mm-hmm. him so much. I hate him so fucking much. Yes. Oh, absolutely. What did you say? This is like a. This is like the, the second highest. Yes, gaslighting movie. Right? Aside from the movie Gaslighting, from where the term is taken, this is the second most gaslit movie there is this is what it's like to be a mom you guys <laughs> I'm kidding. well not quite this bad no, like no, no. And, and nobody had me believe it well because she no. no 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 everybody lets her down everybody is so fucking disappointing in this movie even dr hill and he's the most disappointing oh, of all he is but yeah anyhow we got ruth gordon oh, we love us we ruth love gordon. us especially as Minnie castavet she's so good so good with them golden chunklas clip clops i fucking <laughs> With every accessory available in the fucking costume booth. Every single look she serves throughout this film is golden. Her husband, played by Sidney Blacker, Roman Castavet, Blackmer. Mm -hmm. Uh, Maurice Evans as Hutch. Yes. Ralph Bellamy as Dr. Saperstein. Mm -hmm. Charles Grodin as Dr. Hill. Victoria Vetri, like as herself, as Terry. When mm. they're in the laundry room, mm-hmm. she's like, oh, you look like Victoria Vetri, the actress. And it is. Oh, how funny. I did not even realize. Right. And then on the phone as Donald Bumgart, the actor, it's Tony Curtis. Is it really? It is. Yeah. Like you can see, I guess, like that was also part of the thing where she's trying to figure out because she can she recognizes the voice. But oh, she, she didn't like, know? No, she didn't know. So That's she's amazing. like confused because she's recognizing the voice, but she can't place who it is. Because that whole scene was kind of disjointed. It's weird. Where she's talking and he's well, talking at the same she's time. She's trying to figure something out and like he's bitter because he's fucking blind. Right, you would be. And it's also like the final film of six of the actors. I didn't write all of them six down. Of but them? like six of the I Well, because they're all old. There's a lot of old people in this movie. Yes, there are. Oh, and Patsy Kelly is fucking Laura Louise. Fucking Laura Louise. Fucking Laura Louise. We want to strangle Laura Louise. In fact, I think in the book she gets drugged and they think she died. And they're like, "Uh, it's fine. Nobody really liked her anyway. And she's like, I just drugged her. I didn't kill her. God. Uh, So (laughs) let's get into it. We start with the... (laughs) Creepy as... Fuck, just right off the bat, uh, just the humming. Yeah, it's weird. I do love the font choice and color mm-hmm. for the credits. I do like that whole look. Yes. I do like that whole look. It's a whole... And we're in New York, right? Because yeah. there's like Times Square and all this shit, Well, right? that and it's also there. Well, 
the building that they're in. We'll get into that. There's a lot of uh, history with the building. Okay. That this was filmed at. Oh, not yes. inside, but the out the exterior shots. Interesting. Okay. So yeah, we get there and like we see that um, that lush fucking fountain in the uh, courtyard. My God. Okay, so I guess we're here because they're looking at apartments, right? Yes. And they go to the building is the Dakota building, mm-hmm. and that where they walk into and actually where Terry dies is the gateway in which twelve years later John Lennon was shot. Is it? Yes. Ooh, Tessa bringing the knowledge this right time. There. And Shit. then also, um, Lauren Bacall lived there. And I looked up, they sold her apartment at this building for $23.5 million. In what year? I feel like it was within the last few years. Wow. I don't know, but it's a beautiful fucking building. I looked at the inside. Like, I can't imagine that this young couple can afford this. No. Well, it's because someone died. Well, this was all arranged for them to be here. Well, see, and I have questions about that because they had Terry and I feel like Terry was their current project. It was. And we'll talk about that once we get to meeting Terry and the cast of X and all that stuff because there there was things that took me a long time to realize. Okay. And you'll, we'll get there. Okay. There we'll get there. So he showed the Mm -hmm. landlord showing them this fucking nice, amazing fucking apartment. apartment. Like it's opulent. The wood, Uh, everything, the windows, the fireplace, like all the shit. Oh, beautiful. He was like, we could sell you this fucking furniture. Like they don't want none of this shit. Well, it was like some weird dead ladies. Yes. I mean, I don't know. They don't know. Like, these did people. she die like, in this apartment? It doesn't not matter. Like it matters. It's yeah. like, well, no, she died in the hospital. Like she lost consciousness in the apartment. And there's so many. There's closets. Oh, galore. There's all kinds of oh, well, that's the thing is there's a huge secretary covering this closet at the end she of the like, hall. She was 95. There's no way that she moved this like it's. A closet back here. I know there is. And so I have red flag number one. Right. Well, she's looking at like she sees all those notes in her. The not associating. I can no longer associate myself. Well, they also say like she was old. Right. So who knows what kind of fuckery an old demented woman is getting up to. And they're like, who knows? So he is like, oh, I'm authorized to show the apartment. So help me move this fucking thing and the guy's like i see why she went into a coma right from trying to move this big ass thing and uh they open up the closet it's just a closet just vacuum and yeah. some rags whatever was in there got out yep <laughs> but like, but why would she cover up her vacuum but keep that in mind yeah think that about that keep that remember that shit and so she's like they go out they're talking about they've been looking at apartments mm. and she wants this one it's beautiful it's more expensive but he could walk to all the playhouses and if we can get out of our other lease we'll take it but then she talks to her friend hutch well he's their landlord they live in his building right so she's like like, oh we're gonna move out we're gonna move into this building and he's like like, oh have you heard about the black bramford like there's an interesting history there there was the trench sisters and and adrian mercados yeah and this building was actually built between 1880 and 1884 like actually in real life. So okay. yeah, I guess it it is about that old. It's 1 West 72nd Street, New York, New York. Okay. Ah. So he tells her about the Trench sisters who conducted dietary <laughs> experiments as in cooking and right. eating children. They were in two this proper building. Victorian ladies that cooked and ate several children including a niece. Mm. And Adrian Mercado practiced witchcraft and made a splash in the 90s. 
It was the 90s. The 1890s. Right. And he was attacked and nearly killed in the lobby. And then, like, in 59, they found an infant wrapped in yeah, newspapers. He's just like, so many we're things. eating, Hutch. He said, there's a high incident of unpleasantness in this building. Right. And they're like, well, okay, I guess. They take it anyway. Of and course. they move in in the dark. Well, they have, like, a move-in montage. Like, you know how it gets, like, when you're moving all your shit. And, like, they go to have dinner. And she's like, hey, let's make do it. Oh, that's me. <laughs> <laughs> like there's this really awkward like separate undressing thing yes. happening going or on. Or they like, just separately on the floor in the dark. And he shuts the light off before they undress. They're on the seventh floor. Like I mean, I guess gonna... there's other buildings. Like there's a courtyard, so there's like you can see like in the TV room later on that there's like a window right outside their window. Like I don't know which if they have a window that faces out or faces to the. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. But it's a weird setup. It's a really cool building. So, yeah, she's ready to bone. They strip. <laughs> they bang on the floor. We see no nudity, really. I mean, we see, no. like, backs, but yeah. no booties, no no titties. Not yet. No buns. Not yet. And then we have the redecorating montage. Right. Oh, but before that, like, while they're moving in, you hear the cast of Yeah, like, you can already hear them. Day. Yep. Clear as fucking Which, again, day. red fucking flag. Right. And you like, can hear your neighbors through the walls. Seriously. So, like, they have the makeover montage. And later on, like, Rosemary's doing laundry. And that's where she meets Terry. Right. And uh, she tells her, like, you look like Victoria Vetri, the actress. And it is. And they both are like. This place gives me the creeps. Mm -hmm. Let's come down here together. Mm -hmm. And Terry tells her that she lives with the Castavets. And they're really great people. Oh, they man. took her in. They and saved her, literally. She was on drugs and, like, whatever. And she has a good luck charm. And if it weren't for this encounter, I don't know that Rosemary would have trusted the no. Castavets from the beginning. No, probably not. But Terry not. vouched for them. Right. And... Later on that night, they hear the Castavets arguing through the wall. And this is where you hear her say, like, whether or not we should tell her. And this is on the subtitles. Like, I never really heard all of this conversation right. before. But, like, um, they, like, hear this argument. Like, we shouldn't tell her. She's not going to whatever. Like, if you listen to me, blah, blah, blah. Like, she's having an argument okay. with all of them. And then they stop. And then they start chanting. And she's like. Oh, that's weird. They hear yeah. them like chanting behind the walls. Yeah. So I just have all I heard was the chanting that Rose. Right. I have Rosemary and Guy hear weird chanting through the wall while they're getting frisky. Right. They're getting frisky. But before the chanting, you hear her say, like, I don't think we should tell her. Oh, okay. So that and that comes up again. Mm -hmm. So on another night, they come home. There's a commotion and Terry is dead on the street. Straight up. Just right brains on the side right like they push their way through they're like oh shit we know her yeah like i've met her and then the cast of vets show up in their top dollar finest right and like it's late it's like midnight and these like, people where are in their they? 70s i know yeah and he's like suspicious as fuck he's like why has there been an accident Exactly. Did she fall out of a window, officer? Oh, I can't believe she would jump out the window. Right. Like, oh, no, we found the note stuck to the window with a Band-Aid and like... <laughs> stuck to the window Rosemary tells them like, oh, she was really nice. And like, oh, you knew her? And she was like, we only met that one time. And then Mrs. Castavet's trying to say she had no family. And right. she's like, oh, no, she yeah, had a brother had a in the brother. Navy. 
And the look I know she's that like, Ruth Gordon gives her like, bitch, bitch. you are fucking up my right? fucking like, gig Like she's not here. supposed to have. She ain't supposed to know nobody. And she got her glasses all askew like. I know. She's meow. all wacky with that floral hat. And so they, Castavets introduce themselves. Right. She tells them that Terry said nice things. And this is where I have the note that Ruth Gordon has every accessory mm-hmm. and all of the blush available oh in the God, makeup that department. Oh my God, blue eyeshadow. <laughs> <coughs> she had all the makeup. She put it on with a shotgun. <laughs> Just blasted with blue eyeshadow. Right. <coughs> and so, Rosemary can't sleep that night. She's got weird dreams of a nun with a Bible. Well, and this is where you hear, like, she's having a dream and she's seeing the nun and she's thinking about this school. But what she's hearing is the Castavets arguing in the other room about having to start over. Right. She says, Sometimes I wonder how you're the leader of anything. And if you would listen to me instead of Laura Louise. Oh, Lord. Then we would be ready to go instead of having to start over from scratch. And so, yeah, because I don't watch with the captions on, and Tessa does. Right. Well, she like, has I more information because I all what? I just have is hearing voices through the wall. Mrs. Castavets mm-hmm. ranting about having to start over. That's right. all I heard. And then she says, "Like um, I told you, we should have told her ahead of time that she wouldn't be open minded." And then the next day, well, she, that's what makes me think that. It wasn't a plan to get them to move in. But once that girl jumped out the window and they had this young couple that had just moved in, they immediately were like, oh, you were you guys are newly married. You want to have babies like the only reason that I think that is because that's what Minnie tells her later is that Satan chose her like out of all the women in all the world. So well, but she could just mean because you moved in coincidentally next door to us and this happened. Satan just go ahead and take Terry out a window. Like because just he because, saw like, this oh, girl. Never mind. I like Rosemary better. Maybe. I mean, I don't know what Satan do. I don't. I cannot speak to what Satan <laughs> do. I do not know the inner workings of Satan's mind. I don't mind. move in Satan's circles. I, I don't do know not. What to, I, I don't do speak not. for Satan. So once that happens, the next day, Mrs. Castavet's at the oh, door. This look, these chunkles that clip, clip, clap. Mm. And she, oh, I want to thank you oh, for all the nice things you said. She wants to look around this apartment. Do you have any children? Oh, well, soon, you know, whatever. Complimenting their decor. Mm. She tells her Asking her husband how much it costs. Yes. She tells her her husband's an actor. Oh, I told my husband he's so good looking. What was he in? She's like, oh no. She says nothing this, you've like, ever seen. She says this multiple times. Like he does television commercials. He was in Luther and nobody loves an albatross. And he's been in a lot of television and commercials. So no, you've never heard of him. Right. But then she's told Minnie this. So later when Roman brings it up, it's probably because Yeah. He like went back and thought about it. So Miss Castavet or Mrs. Castavets invites them over for some sirloin dinner. Right. She, oh, she tries to pass. She's, She's like, like no, 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 you know, I have to check with Guy, but you know, whatever. And like, I guess so. And Guy comes home looking annoyed as he always fucking. I does. know, because he's an actor. Ugh. Because he didn't get some part he was out he's for. He's trying to make it. 
And she tells him Minnie came over and is the nosiest person she's ever met, but she invited them to dinner. And he's like, oh, you don't want to get friendly with an old couple like that. Like, we're never going to get rid of them. They're right across the wall. Which she should have just fucking listened to I him know. right there. Because this is this pre- is the last time that he like is only a mild piece of shit. He's right. only kind of a he's dick. He's just an actor. He's just an At actor this point, right now. He's just a narcissistic exactly. actor. But he's just once a full of himself meets- actor. Once he meets the cast of Ed, it's, it's a whole nother story. Oh, he's a whole nother fucking monster after that. And it takes like five minutes. And it's only because he thinks she's sulking, which I don't think she was sulking. I don't, I don't think, think she, she gave a shit. Either. I think if well, he had given her an out, she would have easily not. As we go not. on, we find out that he has a habit of fucking overreacting to fucking nothing. Seriously. I mean, like later on, it's because he's trying to cover, but he just... He's an actor. He's Acting. dramatic. He's always got a fucking, I don't know. So they decide to go over there for dinner. Yes. And, and Roman is waiting. So uh, Minnie ushers them in and Roman is waiting with some very full glasses. Vodka blushes. Which I want to try. What's I feel like this blush? is kind of that. It's like... Tessa's got know, a, a what paloma? is it? Grapefruit Paloma. An absolute grapefruit Paloma. So that it's may pink. be similar to a vodka well, the can blush. Is pink. I don't know. He says they're popular in Australia. Mm. And Minnie is like choking on her drink because Roman's spilling on the fucking carpet. shit on I the carpet. I just had the carpet. Brand new carpet. And Roman's talking about how he's been literally everywhere in the world. Name a place and I've been there. He travels for business, for pleasure since he was 10. Right. Which I think, is that when his dad died? No, it was, he was 13. Okay, but so right before his dad died. Right, right, right. And they talk about religion and the hypocrisy of organized religion over dinner. You don't have to respect the Pope just because he pretends to be holy. We all know what happened there, so I mean. You guys, you don't have to respect the Pope. I mean, just because he serves. (laughs) Roman has some good points. I'm sorry. I mean. I know he's the bad guy, but like. Well, yeah. Th- that's a good point. That's a good point. And like they've offended Rosemary because she's Catholic. Yes. And um, Roman has miraculously seen Guy in his play. Yeah. Like that's oh, I was so like, impressed. Oh, he met this. Well, like they're almost doing that shit where like you hear about. Uh, it's because like she told Minnie and shit like where they yes. go fishing for information. She and told Minnie what he was in. She went right. home and told Roman what and he was he in. Came up with something. Yes. And he talks about like, weren't you Albert Finney's understudy? Yeah. So Albert Finney, old daddy. Albert Warbucks. Finney. And um, guys like suddenly. OK. Oh, they do oh, the whole right. where the women go to wash the dishes while the go men to go to smoke dishes. and have a brandy or whatever. And while they're Fuck washing that. the dishes, we find out that Rosemary is one of six. Mm-hmm. Her sister ha- or one sister has two kids. The other one has four, six. Mm. And she has 16 nieces and nephews. Six, six, Ooh. six. Oh. And now, whatever is happening between Guy and Roman, oh, Guy yeah, is suddenly talking. looking very interested. They're low talking. They're smoking and low talking. Mm-hmm. And, and then they go home and they're talking shit. And he wants to go back the next night to hear more stories. And, and she's, she's like, like really? She's like, well, I'm going to stay home. She's like, we had plans with our young friends. Right, like, he's like, oh, that wasn't definite. Like, we could see them next week or whatever. And she's like, well, I'm going to stay here. I'm not going to go. And she out. notices that they have taken some pictures down. 
in their apartment yeah, as she was on like, their it way was out. Weird. They took pictures down, like the clean spaces and the one picture that was there didn't fit. Yeah. And, and it was just weird. Like they're weird. And they are. They are. Like they it's are. kind of, I wouldn't want to get friendly with an old couple like that. You guys, I mean, you know, we're going to be old people too, but like there are certain old people that. Minnie and Roman are 42 and 56. <laughs> Probably. No, they were supposed to be in their 70s. 48. I think it says at some no, point they're 79. supposed to be 70 something. Yeah. yeah. They're old. So the next, I don't know, day, week, month, there's no time frame well, really so much. Well, before that, when Guy goes over there, Rosemary's trying to chill the fuck out. Right, so apartment. I have Rosemary puts on a record. She's lying on the couch. She's, she's reading, reading a book. Sammy Davis Jr.'s book. And here comes a goddamn doorbell. Fucking Minnie and Laura Louise. Laura fucking Louise. Of all fuck. the first people to introduce her to of your circle. She lives up on 12. Uh, she lives there, right? Does everybody she just met guys, so she want to meet you too. Oh my God. She, can we come in? And We're Rosemary's not bothering like, you, are we? Yes. Rosemary's like, it's the first day of my period. Get the fuck out of my house. And I'm sorry, first day of my period, I will strangle these bitches. I would murder them in my home. I would not let them in. And nope. if for whatever reason. I would tell them at the door. I am. I'm not in the fucking mood. I'm not in the fucking mood. You know what? Not tonight. I'm sorry. And they take out their goddamn embroidery Embroidery and and knitting knitting and fucking sit right down. And she's like, well, I guess I'll turn the fucking record off. Right. She's too nice. She is. Set them boundaries. This is nice guys. Nice gals. Finish last the whole time. She doesn't fucking ever protest anything that happens to her. Like she's just a victim along like swept away on this fucking until the very end yeah and even then she's like well i guess i'll just fucking be a mother to baby satan yep so they've brought her a gift these old biddies right she's like oh that's weird they took it off of her fucking dead body she's seen it on the ground and they make her put it on in front of them and they're like, oh, yeah, that smell, you'll get used to it. It's a good luck charm. It's tannis root. You came over here on the first day of my period to give me a stinky fucking necklace? Right in front of Sammy Davis Jr.'s book. <laughs> Thank you. Bitch, get out of my fucking get house. Out of here. Get out of my apartment. It's not a house. And they're gone by the time Guy gets home. Right. And she shows him the necklace and is like, it was Terry's. And he's like, oh, well... That's nice that they gave that to you. And it, she's like, tennis, anyone? And then she's like, oh, it stinks. I'm going to take it off. Right. I'm going to put it away. And he's like, well, if they gave it to you, you should wear it. And that's how you know right off the bat, guy is on the Satan's payroll. Very first overreaction to fucking nothing. You get used to the smell before you know it. Like, who cared? Like, if they gave it to you, you should wear it. Like, I'm going to bed. I got to take my turtleneck off. Why did off. you accept it if you weren't going to wear it? Because they fucking handed it to me. They took it off of Terry's dead body, rinsed <laughs> it off, and fucking gave it to me. If they even rinsed it off. Oh. So then some other day, like you said, there's no right, time there's frame no on this. Quite, they don't give you, like, how many days. But Guy gets a phone call. And he's got a part because... Donald Baumgart has gone blind. Just suddenly out of nowhere. They're like, oh, do you know what's 
happening here? Like, do you know what's causing it? They're like, no. And he's like, well, that's a shitty way to get the part, but okay. And then he's like, I gotta go for a walk. And he <laughs> probably goes over to the Castavets. I think this is probably whatever he goes. I think you can hear the bell ring, or if it's not here, it's later. Oh, okay. Where you can like faintly hear that he's going right next doorbell. door. Yeah. And, and so- I think also in the book it says something where she goes to watch and see him leave. Uh huh. And doesn't see him leave. And she's like, oh, he must have gone out the other way but he didn't leave he went over to the cast vets anyway of course he did i know because he's in on it and rosemary tells hutch about their boon he's like having a pipe and airing out his foot like it's kind of weird you ever <laughs> notice that yes he wearing no shoes he's just sitting there like like an elf like smoking <laughs> his pipe and fucking airing out his foot so i don't know he's like a hobbit and she's like oh he's suddenly very hot it's like Oh, you know, it's a difficult period. Yeah, he's, he's, you know, all actors are self-centered. He's preoccupied. Right. Like, she's sad. And he brings up, Hutch brings up Terry. Yeah, I hear you had another suicide over at Happy House. Right? Of all the fucking horrible right. things that she's have like, happened oh, there. didn't I tell you it was like this girl I met once and she was living with this, our neighbors, the Castavets that rehabilitated her. And he's like, well, I guess they didn't do a very good job. <laughs> Hutch is shady. And then she comes home to all these bouquets of roses, oh. which makes you think for a second, okay, maybe guys, like, he's like, I've been a creep. Right. Like, I'm going to stop giving you the short end of the stick. I've been an asshole. And she's like, no. And he's like, yes. And I want babies. Let's have a baby. Let's make a baby. Let's have three babies, one at a time. And I even have your ovulation right? marked on the calendar. Was that not suspicious to her? Red flag. I mean, in 1960, well, this is 1965-66 when it's supposed to happen. Right. It's supposed to, supposed to happen. Mm-hmm. So you're telling me that Guy Woodhouse figured out an ovulation schedule? Those witches told him. Right. The Those witches. That's Damn witch, witches. That's witchcraft right there. Figuring out an ovulation schedule in the is witchcraft. S- in the 60s without an app? Yeah. That is witchcraft. That's, witchcraft. That's witchery right there. Hocus pocus. So he romances her. Oh, she has on her extra sexy velvet two-piece high-necked bell-bottom. They got the fire. Start the fire. They the got the snackies. They got that charcuterie. Ooh, they got that charcuterie. They got the snacks. They got the cocktail. They got the candle lit. And the goddamn doorbell buzzes. Fuck. She hears that it's Minnie. No, don't not tonight. Don't let her in. And he doesn't. Nope. She oh, comes she in. brought us some chocolate mousse. Oh, chocolate mouse. And the cups of mousse are giant. I know. That's a I big mouse. I could not eat a fucking 16 to 32 ounce <laughs> cup of <laughs> chocolate big mousse. Worth. That is a big gulp of chocolate mousse. I mean, like, I don't know. And Guy like, scarfs his right down. Right. And he, she's like, oh, mine has a chalky undertaste. And he's like, whatever, you're being stupid. Just eat it. Like, come on. She's like, well, if it's going to be a big fucking thing, like, uh-huh. oh, yeah, no, it it's now. so good. I've, there's no chalky undertaste You at know all. what I want before fucking? Yeah, an argument. Some charcuterie, a mm. full dinner, a giant cup of chocolate mousse, and an argument. Those are the things... <laughs> That I want before we go to make a baby. Yes. I want to make an argument baby. <laughs> yes. Can right? we do that? I want to make an argument baby with my guts full of steak. Can you imagine getting fucked after the cheeses. meal she just had? Right? She's like, She's oh like, my wait, guts. give me 20 oh minutes in the guts. bathroom. Hold on. 
Hold on, and then I'm gonna have to take a shower. Because <laughs> like, this is gross. You're gonna I'm need fucking, to give me some time. Ooh, I got the meat sweat. I ate the gristle. <laughs> <laughs> this is 1965 steak. It ain't nothing but gristle. It ain't nothing but gristle. And A1. And it's seared. I can't believe there was no A1 on the table. Right? Come on now. This was a low class household. <laughs> Uh, so she's like, she's feeling woozy. She's right. like, I'm well, not eating this fucking like, mousse. She, she dumps it in go, the trash. Uh, change the record. And then she puts the rest out on her napkin. And while she's putting the tr- shit in the trash can, she like, ooh. Ooh, she's stumbling. She, yeah. And like guy picks her up, <laughs> struggling to mm-hmm. pick up this twig of a woman. All right. She's like 108. She's about, she's a. She's barely about 108. 108. She's barely. a wisp of a woman. At some point, she's 98 in this right? movie. Right? She becomes even wispier. Yes. <laughs> he puts her on the bed, and she's dreaming that the bed's on the ocean. Oh. And she's like, we need to make a movie. And he's like, yeah. Or make, or a, make movie. a movie. Make a movie. So I was make like, a baby. what? <laughs> make a baby. <laughs> I was all, hold on. We need to huh? film a film right we're, now. Like, we're going to make a fuck film about how we made the baby. <laughs> We're going to show the baby later. <laughs> he's like, we need to make a baby. And he's like, we could do that later. Yeah, There's like, just tomorrow. relax. There's always tomorrow. Like, She's on a yacht in oh. her dream. And Hutch is the captain. Right. But They're then like someone's undressing her. Yeah. Like, it's, now she's laying down on the bed. Someone's dress, undressing her. And they're tying her down in case of convulsions. And now she's cold and naked on the boat. Well, because of the mouse bite. Oh, yes. Yeah. So there's all this like, so she was supposed to be knocked the fuck right. out. She was supposed to be completely unconscious because when everybody's chanting all the naked old people. <laughs> Why is that always naked old because people? Because that's like just hereditary. what the trope is, is that it's just naked old people. Like, that's how you know it's a satanic cult. If it's naked old people, it's some sort of demonic, satanic fuckery going down they're licking their lips oh god it's gross like they paint symbols on her body with blood and guy is here ready to be the vessel of fucking the devil trotting out well that's what he's like she sees like she sees he's like like, she's she's awake she ate the mouse she can't see no hear no now sing yeah and, and like they, what you think is guy comes trotting out, but it's like gross, scaly demon like hands scratching into her. The devil that is now raping her. Green smoke and red oh. eyes, and she's like, "This is no dream. This, this is, is really, really happening. happening." And they just put a pillow over her head. <laughs> and I guess this guy that, and I did not write his name down, and I should have. They had somebody. That was dressed up like that, butt ass naked on her butt ass naked that just came in to do this scene, was grinding up on top of her. And then when it was done, sat up, was very nice, shook her hand, said, thank you. I hope that was all good and not like upset about it and have a nice day. Wow. She said it wasn't terrible. Because he was nice. (laughs) He puts his ring forward for her to kiss. Oh, the Pope. Yes. Because the Pope. Oh, yeah. She has like a dream of the Pope. Yeah. She's dreaming about like all the people in her dream, like the. Well, because she's having like a drug dream. Well, the guy, the elevator operator is in her dream. Yeah. Like, and well, but I guess that's because in your dreams, you can't make up faces. That's what they say, but I fucking swear there's been people in my dreams that are not people I've ever seen in my life. But who knows? It's supposedly it's people you've seen in passing. 
Well, yeah, I mean, it could be anybody. It's just like you can't manifest a face. If AI can make up a face, I can make up a face. That bitch. freaks me out. That does. Those AI faces. What freaks me out the most is those little bubble people on the side. You see those? When you see those like created people, those AI people, and then like on the side sometimes there's like a little tumor person. Oh, I haven't noticed. Yeah, it's weird. Mm. Unless that's a, the, unless that's something only I can see. A postulio. A postulio. I'll let you hold his little hand. <gasps> and so she wakes up in the morning. Well, he wakes her up in the well, morning. Yeah, like, it's after nine. This motherfucker is like going somewhere. So he needs her to get up after this night. And she has and like, make her breakfast. She has scratches all over her. And he's like, "Oh, I already, I already trimmed him down." And he, she's like, baby "Excuse night. me, you?" While I was out, he was like, "Well, it was kind of fun in a necrophile sort of way." Which, like you, motherfucker, red motherfucking sheet. <laughs> in 1965, this motherfucker <laughs> knows the term necrophile. Run. Run, bitch. Run. Mama, you in danger, girl. I didn't want to miss baby night. That wasn't the only exact moment. I mean, I guess the window's pretty small, but like... But like, I fucked you while you were completely unconscious? And like, scratched you the fuck up, and now it's like... Like, ah, why did he need to scratch her? Way. If she was well, passed was out. Devil. Well, no, but I mean, like, how does he explain that to her? Like, if she's unconscious, just what... Just that his nails were ragged. Oh, just so sharp. Right, he's already filed him down though, so it's fine. He just got all he was drunk. And she's like, "Yeah, we could have done it this morning." Yeah. And well, I was a bit loaded myself. Yeah. But oh. make me breakfast, bitch. Oh. Smack. Get out of bed. I know you're hungover and fucking you feel tampered with, but fucking make me breakfast. So she I fucked you while you were unconscious. Now I want <laughs> eggs. He leaves and she goes about her day. She takes a shower and returns the mouse cups to Mrs. Castavet. Yeah. And Miss Castavet wants stuff from the store, which like. <sighs> if you're going out. <sighs> can you pick some things up for me? I guess. And Guy's back in the apartment practicing on the crutches. Yes. And she's like, are we going to talk about how you're not looking at me? Yeah. Oh, I'm just oh, pre preoccupied with the part is all. Yeah, I'm sorry. Like, you know, I've been looking at you. She's like, no, you haven't. You haven't nope. been looking at me. Not at all. And then she looks at the calendar and's like, oh, and he goes, yeah, it your was period is overdue. It's only been two days. He's like, oh, well, bet a quarter you're going to lose. And so she goes to see Dr. Hill, who her friend recommends, which is Charles Grodin. <laughs> which is so weird that it's Charles <laughs> yes. Grodin. And uh, because at the time when I saw this movie, I only knew Charles Grodin is like Charles Grodin. Like the not uncle as... from Clifford. <laughs> yeah. We got to do Or in Clifford. like the Muppets. Yes. But yeah. So anyhow, she goes to see him and she says that a friend recommended him. And like, she's like, well, as soon as I know, I'll phone you. And like, I have a note. How far did the nurse need to put this needle? I, she was getting. Not only did she put it. All the way to the hilt. <laughs> she was lifting her. She was like lifting her I skin don't know with what it. The, uh, maybe that was the procedure. I don't know. In 1965, maybe it was different. So he tells her later. She calls her up and tells her, you're pregnant. Congratulations. Right. You're due on June 28th. We needed an extra blood sample, though. There's nothing to be concerned about. No, Just you're definitely your pregnant. Sugar. Yeah. So she's waiting there for Guy to come home with a quarter in her hand. 
Yeah, and he's like, wait, what? What's it? Oh, oh that's and great. And he puts Just the cord great. in his pocket. I mean, like, I don't know. Like, I mean, I guess, but like, I don't know. Like, you just put it in your pocket. Like, you're going to keep it. Yeah. And she wants to make this a new beginning, a new openness of talking to one another. And he's like, oh, yes. Yeah. I love you. I'm going to be open with you. But you know what I really love? I want to tell the cast of it. I got to tell Minnie and Roman. And she's like, she's like, really? (laughs) He's like, no, I know it's supposed to be like a secret, but they were so happy when I told them. And it's like. Apparently, you find out later, like, not in any great detail, but there's some reference to him not having any family. But she had six siblings. I know, but she's also from Omaha. Yeah, so, you like, never see any of right, their like, family. They're in New York. Like, they, and he's from Baltimore. So they don't live in where they came from. Yeah, well, he's an only child then. I guess. I guess. I don't know. But she's got a bunch of siblings, but you presume they don't live anywhere nearby. So they go and tell the cast of vets, and they're all excited. They want to recommend the top obstetrician, Abe Sapistein. Yes, he's a friend of ours, and she immediately calls. Right, and gets her appointment, because she's like, no, I'm already seeing Dr. Hill. And they're like, no one ever heard of Dr. Hill. Exactly, and like he's been in magazines, and he delivers all the high society babies. So she calls, gets her in, and Rosemary doesn't want to tell anyone else right away that she's Mm. pregnant. Right, because we got to keep it to ourselves. Yeah, she wants to go fucking tell Laura Louise. What a fucking nightmare. Fucking Laura Louise. And so she's lying in bed that night thinking up names. Guy looks like he's already asleep. Yeah. And she can hear the cast of like celebrating next door or something. Something's happening. Something's happening over there. And there's like sirens, but I can't tell if that's a party horn or street maybe. I don't know. And for some reason, Rosemary decides to get up out of bed and put on the Tannis the good luck charm. Right. She wants that good luck. She needs it because now she's pregnant. And before we go for our first prenatal visit with Dr. <laughs> Saperstein, we're going to take a quick break. Let's do it. Right back. And we're back. We're back and we're at our first appointment with Dr. Saperstein. And I fucking hate Dr. Saperstein. I, I don't want that. you reading books. Don't, I don't, I don't want another you one. listening to your friends. Red fucking flag. I mean, I guess this is normal for the time. I guess. Just the fact that he's a man. And no two pregnancies alike is okay. That's true. That's true. But like, I don't think you don't should. Don't talk to your friends. Like, I don't think you should begrudge anybody a little bit of knowledge. Yeah. If you want to go to the library. And no vitamin pills. I want your neighbor, Minnie, to make you a daily drink from her herb garden. Yeah, that's way fresher. Oh, which that drink looked like. I don't know what that was. It looked like a dill ranch (laughs) sauce. Dill sauce. (laughs) Ooh, I drank down some tartar. Right? It did not look like something you want for breakfast. No, it didn't look like something I'd want at all. Well, she even is like. Yeah, she brings her her first drink and she's like, what's in this? Yeah. Snips and snails and puppy dog tails. Right, like, well, what if we want a girl? Oh. You do, do you? <laughs> no, it'd be nice if the first one was a boy. Well, and I would like to not have my prenatal morning sickness drink be made Ooh. of snips and snails and puppy dog right? tails. Right, like, that didn't make me want to drink it. It's also gross. And just make sugar and spice and everything nice. Come on. Delicious. That's what I would rather have. Delicious. That sounds good. I'll have that. Give me that churro drink. Yes. 
So anyhow, now instead of that, like guys rehearsing and Rosemary comes home and she's been to Vidal Sassoon. Which she paid in 1960 something. She paid probably 60 to to $100 for this pixie cut. And he's like, you paid money for that? Fucking rude. I know. Like, and of she course he hates it. But adorable. It's so cute. I mean, she like when has, she starts getting sick, it makes her look even frailer. But when she's healthy, it's, it's fucking adorable. adorable. It's meant for her. And I'm sorry, she can't glue the hair back on her head. So just be fucking supportive. Right. Maybe she's you pregnant. shouldn't say anything at all, you fucking dick. When you sell your firstborn to the devil right you've already done that so maybe watch your fucking mouth don't begrudge her her fucking pixie cut dick yeah it's not even like you want to touch what her right hell? now any fucking way because you're all freaked out about this shit get fucked guy and she's having pains already yes oh why don't you call saperstein and, and he's like, like oh i'll see him next time and she's like it's getting worse she starts to look like shit and he's like, oh, it's just your muscles stretching. Who taught you to read? I know. Like, she's like, I read. Told you? She's like, oh, I thought it was going to be an ectopic pregnancy. She's like, where'd you hear that shit? Who taught you to read? Right? I should have never taught you to fucking read. Pain will be gone in two days. Two yeah, days. Yeah, a couple days fucking ectopic pregnancy, you stupid fucking woman. Get out of here. Get out of here. How would you know what your own body you is telling you? You don't know what your body is fucking telling you. You don't know shit. You're in pain. Fuck you. You deserve it, you fucking whore. So them playing Scrabble in the rain. They're inside her and Guy playing Scrabble in the rain. Right, and she's like, oh, God, look at her. Yeah, she don't look so hot. No, she really looks like shit. Like, Hutch even comes to visit, and he's like, you look like shit. Yeah. This is why you need a, a good Judy like Hutch. She's like... What is going on? What the fuck happened well, to you? Well, she's eaten almost raw steak, like barely she warmed in the pan. She was a vegetarian at the time. She really <gasps> ate them giblets. Ooh. And Ooh. she did it for that piece of shit Roman Polanski. <laughs> and Hutch, so yeah, Hutch comes over after she eats her raw steak like, yeah. what is wrong with you? Yeah, like what the fuck is going on? She's like, oh, I'm pregnant. He's like, nah, that's bullshit. You're so thin. Yeah, like pregnant women gain weight, not lose it. Like what? And she's like, oh, I'll start gaining. It's normal. Right. I've been seeing Dr. Saperstein. He's like, oh, so I he, know who that is. Which Hutch vouches for fucking mm -hmm. Saperstein, which is a shame. He doesn't do it on purpose. Like, no, because I'm sure that to his daughters or whoever, yeah. it was a normal society birth. Like They it didn't have Satan's baby. So. No. So it was just a regular. They paid the money and they took the ride like it was no big deal. So he vouches and that probably kind of dooms that shit yep and roman buzzes oh, yeah he do you need anything by. is guy home no z fucking looking in the oh, fucking who's this oh well why don't you come on in then motherfucker let me see your pierced ears right and she notices he has an ear piercing with no earring right she's like oh that's weird and she introduces him to hutch mm -hmm, like you want to come in and then she fucking brings up tannis root and that's like hutch is like huh what mm -hmm, what's that, that and right familiar. then she killed him Right. right then, because Roman's like, fuck. Oh like, fuck God damn it. Why did you have to mention the witchcraft shit? Right. Like shit this whole like friend. Tannis root shit. Like he's going to find out he's going to go look this shit up. And she shows him her necklace. Yes. And Guy or no, first Roman leaves. Yeah. And then all of a sudden Guy runs in all fucking half made up with like, his makeup on. Like, yeah. And like he goes out and he gets his cigarettes, whatever, says hi to her. She's like, oh, I'm going to go out for a newspaper. Mm hmm. And um, 
when he and he's got that carton of palm malls and he yeah. dumps them on the table is like i got loot was right? he doing a palm mall commercial it didn't say I, that did it he just buys them by the carton probably because he's smoking all the time when i manage the cigarettes oh, i'm sure because i didn't drink so mm-hmm. i was 18 and i was the manager of a tobacco shop right and because i didn't drink once every couple months or whatever when i get invited to a party whatever Instead of bringing alcohol, I brought a carton of cigarettes. Hey, smoke up, Johnny! <laughs> exactly! <laughs> so I'd show up at a party with like a carton of camels or a carton of marble reds and just, right, and just do exactly that. Out, like, hey, I got the loot. Give yep. me the loot. Give me just the loot. open them up and dump them on the table. Hey, everybody help yourselves. And so Hutch leaves and he's like, oh, my glove. I'm yeah, missing a glove. Is there another one of these gloves? I'm like, oh, well, we'll if we find it, we'll let you know. And so they plan to have dinner next week, and she tells Guy, oh, he said I look terrible. Oh, right. he's, And now I rewound this no less than five times <laughs> to find out what the fuck Guy called Hutch. He's a professional Wal- crepe hanger. Uh, yeah, crepe hanger. Which we looked up and means a killjoy. Oh, professional i thought it was like a gay slur or something a professional crepe hanger i mean so we had to look it up like my husband was over here looking it up like what the fuck does that even mean because i wondered and i didn't even i didn't even well you know me so yeah he's a professional crepe hanger and he's one of the top ranking amateurs yeah she's like he's not a professional crepe hanger he's like yeah he's one of the top amateurs so it just means he's a killjoy I really I thought it meant something much worse than what, than what well, that I guess turned that's out to be. Good then. Yeah. <laughs> so, guys watching TV, Rosemary's in bed with a book, and a call comes in. It's Hutch. <clears throat> right. He's got information and he wants to meet up. And Guy asks, like, oh, where? When? Well, I'm sorry. The CIA's not after you. Tell her on the fucking phone. Right? It's like, why would you have to meet? Like, this is important information. Tell her now. But no. No, he wants to save it. So, like. <sighs> and when Guy finds out Hutch called and she's meeting, he suddenly has a craving for ice cream cones. Oh, God, he's such a fucking butt. Ugh, and she's like an obvious pain. I know. Just like, like clutching oh, God, her butt. I feel like shit. And this is where you can hear the bell ring at the cast events. He mm-hmm. went straight over there instead. That that tracks. Right. To say like they're meeting tomorrow. We have to stop it. And so the next morning she tells Mrs. Castavet she doesn't need her drink right now. She's going to go meet with her friend Hutch. Right. And like he doesn't show. He doesn't show up. She thinks she sees him, but he's not there. And she goes in to call and finds out that he's taken ill. He's in a coma at St. Vincent's. And the woman is a friend named Grace who's heard right. of her, but she doesn't know about her. Right, and then Rosemary goes out and catches a glimpse of herself like, damn, I look like shit. I look like a skeleton. Right, and Minnie runs into her on the street. She just so happens to be out Christmas shopping. I decided to go out, but oh, we should go home. You look terrible. So she's whistling, got her little whistle to Mm -hmm. call a cab. She got her PE coach whistle Right, I mean, it worked. She got a cab immediately. So she goes, Rosemary goes back to Dr. Saperstein and he's like, no, it's going to stop any day. It's going to stop any day. They're at the New Year party. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's what it is. And they're hosting the party. They have all these old people. The cast events. Yeah. Which like. 
None of these are their friends. Like, all of the people they hang out with are the Castavets people. Which, like, why in all the months that they lived in this apartment have none of their friends been over? Like, how did she so easily accept that we're now hanging out with the over 70 crowd? Right? And they're supposed to be, what, maybe 25 to 28 or something? Yeah, like, they can't possibly be. They've got to be a really young couple. So, yeah, that's what they're talking about. um, That the pain will stop. It's... 1966, the year one, and Rosemary's in there eating chicken livers Ooh, raw. Just she catches a glimpse of herself in the toaster. She and looks is like, like Gollum, like <laughs> like nibbling on them bloody ass chicken livers. Yes, and she goes. She and did it for real, it like the sink. I bet washes that's her why mouth she out. Did that because no, thank you. So now she finally decides, you know what? We right. need our young friends. Where I'm throwing a party. She's planning a party for their old friends. I mean, our young friends. You have to be under 70 to get in. No oldies allowed. Right? And like... He's like, what about the pain? Oh, haven't you heard? It'll, it'll go away in a, in a day, day or two. two. And uh, she like... Of course, he takes it all badly. And she ends up taking the drink but pouring it down the sink. She yeah, so Mimi comes over and sees all this food she's yeah. preparing and is like, oh, well, I'm happy to help. I'll she's like, no, no, no. Serve drinks. I'll nope. help with the food. Nope, no, no, no. Nope. We got a bartender. Everything's it's buffet style. It's no big deal. And you know what? I'm not going to drink this right now. I'm going to put it on top of the fridge. Yeah, ew. Like, that seems like it's a bad idea. Put it like it's in yogurt. the fridge. That seems like a, f- a refrigerated she drink. She told you it was like, Egg and yeah. fucking gelatin, gelatin. Which, what about I, raw egg and gelatin is healthy for a pregnant lady? I don't know. It's not. Oh, it's That was not. I mean, in 1966, baby. So she pours it down the sink as soon as Minnie leaves. Yeah, as soon as she goes. And now, like, throughout this whole party, this party is in full sweat. And there's a lot of people here. They have friends. A there's lot of friends. something people in the house. There's... Sev- more than 20 people I feel like the there's house. 20 to 40 people in there's this fucking party. Every room is filled with people. And they're fucking just smoking I and know. putting their cigarettes out on the floor. I know. And like leaving their shit out. And like, in guy, this nice ass apartment. I know. I like, would be mad. Guy is trying to run interference through this mm-hmm. whole party to like keep her separated from her friends because they're like, what the fuck is going they're on? They're like, why are you so skinny? You just announced you're pregnant and you weigh less than you weighed the right. last time like, we saw you. Like, you look like shit. And like, oh, you you're could not. You see her ribs in the back. Did you notice that? Yeah, that you could see how skinny she is. Yeah. And like, the girls end up getting her in the kitchen. They kick guy the fuck out. Girls only. Like, I gotta wash a dish. I gotta fuck. It. They're like, get the, get fuck, the fuck, out. fuck out. Get the fuck out. And a good Judy will do this for you. Yes. She will kick your husband the fuck yes. out of the room and because be like, we you need to are talk. Obviously in peril. Mm-hmm. Girl. What is happening to you? And so she starts telling him she's been in pain since November. And it's now after New Year's. This doctor is insane. He's a sadistic nut. How could he let this go on this long? Pain like this is a warning. Yes, Yes. I did not. I mean, I was uncomfortable when I was pregnant. But like because I got fat. Not because because I was in pain. Not like this. Just like, oh God, I'm fucking fat and and this is hard. Eating chicken livers. I never got, yeah, yeah, yeah. I wasn't like sunk. Like you got not skinnier, but you didn't get any fatter. You just got the belly. But I didn't like 
But you didn't get emaciated. No. Oh my god! Because you couldn't tell she's what four months in at this point. Yeah. You can't see even a bump. She's well. It's what in it's January and she's due in June, the end of June. So it's yeah. Still so first early. trimester, end of first trimester. Right. So um, they leave, and oh my god, the fucking mess these I people know. leave. He's like, the thing to do is move. It truly, <laughs> truly. And then he like insults her friends, those fucking bitches. She's like, I want to go to Dr. Hill for a second opinion. No. Oh, it's not fair to Dr. Saperstein. I'm not paying for that shit. Not fair to Dr. Saperstein. What about what's fair to me? I'm fucking. Do you see me? And suddenly when they're fighting, the pain stops. In the middle. Like just. (gasps) So like, is it because he thrives on the argument or because she stopped taking the drink? Because then she immediately starts taking the drink again. Well, yeah, because I wonder if it was like a thing that they put. The devil baby knew it was like, oh, she about to like blow this hole. Well, then it starts moving. She feels it moving. And Guy is like, oh, yeah. He don't even want to touch it because he knows it's a goddamn demon baby. Nope. No, thank you. I don't want to touch it. I mean, it is weird. It is. It's weird. So she gets her color back. She starts gaining weight. They decorate the nursery. Everything's yellow. The clothes are yellow. Oh, it's all very bright and shiny and beautiful yeah, yeah, yeah. and nice. It's all very June. And she goes back to taking the minis drink. Yep. And They're she back gets... friends again. Like, everything's cool. And, like, did we skip somehow that Hutch went into a coma? No, no, no. Did we, we talk about, about that? Yeah, that he was in a coma because she calls. And, Grace and tells her. she gets the call that Hutch died and she realizes it's been three months and she never thought about Hutch Not once one that time. baby started to kick. Not one time. Not a damn she time. She feels bad and she probably should. He died for you, girl. He died. For your sins. Oh. And he was also in a coma for three months, just like Miss Gardenia was in a coma for three months before she died. So that's the witchcraft timeline. I guess that's how it works. And she shows up late to his funeral. Well, she says she couldn't get a cab. And I wonder if that was also a put on by like the big old Satanist group. Could be. Could be. Was they were trying to keep her away from meeting with Grace and seeing the family and like even talking to them at all. So I wonder if that was part of it. But anyhow, she gets her latest fucking little hat and her little plaid combo. Yes, her cute little maternity outfit. I know. Outfits. She's like, oh, I'm Mia Farrow. Uh, she meets his daughters. And gives Grace her gives her this book. Yeah, and she's like, I don't know. He said the name was an anagram. He like gained, regained consciousness this, 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 this at the end. And she's like, what, the title? She's like, I don't know. I don't know. He was delirious. I got to go. I got my hat on. You see it. So she goes home with her package. She hasn't opened it yet. And Minnie, of course, intervenes at the door with her drink and her little cake or whatever the fuck this thing is. And I wonder, because on the, like, she wrapped it to mail it to her. And I wonder, like, Minnie didn't, like, think it was a massive threat because it said it was from Grace, not from Right. So yeah, so yeah, so she definitely she was, like, was eyeballing like, oh, it's a like book. and then so looked at the address like, "Oh, I love the name Grace. It's mm. one of my favorite names." Right, like I almost wonder if she didn't think too much of it because it was from Grace and possibly. Not from, but I don't know, maybe she knew who she was too. 
So um, after Minnie leaves, Rosemary gets out the Scrabble game right. to start trying the anagram, but she's using the name All of Them Witches, which is giving her nothing. It's like right. nothing that makes sense. But there's also the emphasized chapter on Adrian Mercado. Right. It's like dog eared and underlined right. Adrian Steven Mercado. Mm-hmm. And that he was attacked outside, not in the lobby, and mm-hmm. that, you know, whatever. And then she tries the elf shot lame witch. Yes. And like comes with the fall. And then she's like, oh, the name. Let me do Stephen Marcato. And it becomes immediately Roman Castavet. Dun, dun, dun. <gasps> Thank you, Scrabble. So when Guy gets home that night, the chain's on the door. So he's like, what the fuck is going on, Ro? Are you home? And she lets him in and she shows him the book and she's like, She's all worked up. She's like, Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's the same age as this kid. It would make him the same age. They're witches. They use baby's blood in their rituals. And he's like, Dr. Shan plays the recorder. And Guy's like, Oh, yeah, yeah. He's probably Steven Marcato. It's just poor old geezer. He had a crazy father. With parents like that, of course I'd change my name. Like, that's not unusual. And she's like, No, they're never setting foot in this house ever again. Never coming in. Let move out. He's like, like hell, we are. Yeah, he's like, and she's like, we're moving out. No, we're not. And she, he's like, give me this fucking book. Like, right, you like, don't need to be reading this. You need to stop. Like, you need to calm down. So she goes to Doctor Saperstein again. She tells him, and he pretends to be shocked. Yes, yeah, like, oh, this news to me. And he goes, but this might be a good thing because Roman's really sick. He's only going to live a couple months. Right. And he's been wanting to travel, but they didn't want to leave before the baby was born. So I'll tell him. I'll just tell him to go and they will. Right. They'll leave this Sunday. And they do. They send him off. They get in the cab and they go. Oh, maybe we'll be back. Maybe we won't. Right. I'll go to Dubrovnik. And so... She they go back after they've left and she finds out that guy threw her book away. And she's like, Hutch left it to me. My fucking dead friend. He's like, I wasn't thinking about Hutch. And he gives her the pill that Sapper seen. He's like, I'll give mm-hmm. you pills from now on. Mm-hmm. So and the now, next thing you know, she's wandering through fucking she traffic. She did that. Did she, she really? She walked into actual traffic because that piece of shit, Roman Polanski, told her that nobody would hit a pregnant woman. So go. And wow. she walked into New York traffic. Wow. With him following her with a camera because no one else would do it. Holy shit. Yep. Wow. So he's a piece <laughs> of shit for other reasons besides right? like dating teenagers and whatever. Not even dating, raping, or raping teenagers. teenagers. So she goes to this bookstore. So like at first yeah. I thought, is this like a dream sequence? Mm-mm. No, no, no. She's just she's just wandering half out. high, wandering through the street it's to the hot. bookstore. <laughs> and it's hot. And she gets a copy of this book and Mm. another book called Witchcraft. Right. And then she starts looking up shit. She's reading that what they do is they get a personal item Mm -hmm. of a victim and then they do witchcraft on it and then something happens to them. They can blind you and maim you and even kill you. Oh, shit. So she calls up Donald Baumgart. Who is Tony Curtis. (laughs) So weird. And like they have this bizarre conversation because she's Fishing for information. She's like, oh, he has something of yours. Don't you remember? Weren't you missing something? And he's like, oh, yeah, yeah, my tie. I thought we just traded. What kind of conversation leads to a tie trade in 1965? A tie exchange at the bar. Where you're just like, you know what? I like like, your tie. You like my tie? Let's trade ties. Like, I feel like that's a cruising thing. 
Right? Donald Baumgartner thought he was about to get a blowy and instead he got fucking blinded. Right? This isn't fair. Justice for Donald Baumgartner. Yes! <laughs> He's like, I thought Guy Woodhouse was about to suck my dick, but <laughs> right? no. No, I he, got blinded instead. And he took my fucking part. Right? Mm-hmm. Now I'm fucking blind. I only broke six glasses today. He's all fucking bitter about right? it. He's, yeah, he's definitely bitter. And so she finds out he took this tie and now she knows. That guy's guy in, is on, in it. on it. Yep. So she finds some cash in the towel. Like, I got to start keeping cash in my fucking towel. Right. I never I thought know. about she that. She takes out like a wad of 20s. And she takes her pills with her because she still does not suspect Saperstein. Well, she goes to see Dr. Saperstein. Uh-huh. And the receptionist is like, oh, you smell like, better. I love that detchima. <laughs> yeah. And I look, I it was in the notes of like what it is, what the smell is. I'm like, oh, I think I would like detchima. Detchima. I'm going to try to find me some detchima. And she's like, yeah, you know, Dr. Saperstein smells like that yeah, too. Yeah, maybe he'll it's take like your aftershave. Yeah, and she's like, oh, fuck. Like, fuck, he's in on it. God damn it. So now she's like, oh, I got to go tell my husband something outside. And she runs to the phone booth and calls Dr. Hill. And this is like one continuous shot. And this old man outside the phone booth is William Castle, who is the producer and William Castle of Castle Films. Oh, okay. And so she gets Dr. Hill like, yeah, come she on, calls like, him, like, like you got to meet the me. There's service. whatever. She's pretending to, like she's holding the thing down in the public phone booth like people are trying to get in yes so it's he, so popular to use a phone booth so he agrees to meet her at his office mm-hmm. and she's like my husband may call you and he's like i'm not gonna I'm, talk to anybody i'm just that's I'm it. taking a nap yep and i will see you when i get there so she goes and meets him and tells him <sighs> which girl girl she could have laid off a little bit on right? the plot just angle. say my doctor is bad my husband's or, abusive just say that don't can even... you just check me into she a hospital dr saperstein and he's like oh i know I've who that him. is and like she knows he's known he's like a famous fucking obstetrician like, like don't all you bring have him to up say is that you're fr- i mean like it might have worked out the same way in 1966 that true. even if she would have said they still i'm afraid of my husband fucking, true that she needs his permission to fucking be there but still to go through the whole details about the coven and she pulls out the book there's and he's a plot like, you see and he's like oh okay. oh sure and yeah. so he's like yeah, yeah yeah i got you i got you we're gonna check you into fucking mount sinai tonight just yeah. go have a, have a little rest yeah, go lay down. I'm going to make some phone calls. And, you know, once you wake up, everything will be cool. But no, when she wakes up, not only is Guy there, motherfucking Dr. Saperstein they is there. They grab her by her arm. Don't make a fucking yeah. scene. Like, we'll call the fucking mental hospital. Which they fully could have oh, just yeah. checked her into a mental oh, yeah. hospital. They totally could have. Which they would have gotten her a lobotomy. That's what makes sense to me about why she quietly went with them up until they got close to the apartment. That was yeah. smart because oh, yeah. if she had gotten hysterical, she would have made a scene that she's done. They just go straight gone, to the yep. fucking Bellevue. They were or not whatever. lying. Yeah, no. she would have gone to Arkham. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> So she gets away from them at the apartment. Right. She waits and then drops all the shit and commandeers the elevator and like jumps out. Jump out and like gets in there right in the nick. Yes. And then she gets them locked, gets a chain locked right in the nick. But right. She tries to call her friend who's not home. But she calls back and like that never comes up later where the friend had to have heard all the fucking commotion. commotion. Yes. So they're like. 
She's like, you promised him the baby. And he's like, no, no, oh, no. Oh, yeah, because they sneak in through the closet. Just fucking I know, working like, in the background. So they get her. She's struggling. Oh, they're holding they're her like, down. They gag her. They sedate her. And it's all the fucking whole group of old people. Yeah, they're all like just... In there. They I just hang they out in the cast well, events apartment. They live in the building, probably a lot of them. I guess, yeah. It's all full of a demonic coven. <laughs> they all live in the building. Well, yeah, obviously you would keep it in one spot. And it just so happens she's in labor. Oh, we're in labor here. And guys swearing all up and down, it's going to be okay. It's going to be I okay. I promise you, Ro, it'll be fine. And and the phone rings and it's her friend and he's oh, like, oh, she's, she's not, not home. Here. Click. Oh, and she's like, oh, Andy, you're Jenny. I'm, I'm sorry. sorry. I failed you. Forgive oh. me. So she wakes up. Oh, fade to black. Louise. She wakes up. Not pregnant oh, anymore. Oh, yeah, that's right. Not Laura Louise first. First, it's fucking Guy. The first person she sees Who is tells her shit. it's all right. Yeah, and she's like, fine. where is it? It's fine. It's it a was boy. a boy. Yeah, and she's like, oh, and goes back to sleep. And, and then she, she wakes up and fucking there's Laura Louise reading her Reader's Digest, the toilet magazine of the fucking sixties through eighties, with her magnifying glass. And I love that she scared the shit out of oh, her. Oh, I know. She She's like, up. oh fuck. She's uh, like, oh, let me go baby? get the doctor. Yeah, let me get Doc. Let me get Doctor Abe. And they come in, him and the guy, like, oh. There were complications. And they blame her. Yes. Like if you would have let us take you to the hospital. But you she were was trying to get to the motherfucking hospital and you took her out of the doctor's office. Whatever. She's <sighs> like, she doesn't believe them. You're witches. You're lying. You're lying. Right. So they sedate her they again. They sedate her again. So they're like drugging her. She mm. has no energy to fight. She wakes up in bed with broth and toast. Right. She hears a baby crying. And they're like, oh, no, no, no. I don't hear any baby crying. Yeah, no, I don't hear that. Like, eat your broth. Pump your milk. And then she wants to see Guy's shoulder to see if he has the devil's mark. And he doesn't. No, nope, there's her. nothing. That's as far as I go without a blue light. Fuck you, Guy. Whatever. He's like, I know this is like the worst thing that's ever happened to you. And it gets worse with Guy. Oh, I he's know. About and to he's say like, some but worse shit. everything's going to be good. We're going to be in Beverly Hills. Everything is right where I want it to be. Mm-hmm. Oh, and then after that is when Rosemary hears a baby crying. Yeah. She's like, and she like, starts to. All this careful meds. plotting and duplicity. I know, and they kept the, and they baby, kept in the, the house. baby right next door in the room where Guy knows for a fact they can hear through the wall. Well, <clears throat> I almost wonder they kept that so that she would keep making milk mm. if she was hearing a baby cry. Because that will make you make milk. And like, But they're also sedating her so and this like, baby why, should be sedated. What sense does it make to have her keep making milk if she don't have no baby? That's not what you do. Like you want well, to let it dry up. the baby. But that's what I mean. They wanted to feed the baby. But right. for her, how are you explaining to her you need her to pump her breast milk? Well, they're also sedating her. So they hope that she's, she's not asking out too of many it. questions. So she stops being as out of it. Because she starts stashing them pills and right. the headboard. Like, and she uh. asks Guy, like, oh, there's a new couple up on 8th or whatever. Like, do they have a baby? And he's like, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that? they do. That's That's weird that you would know that. And she puts her dirty spoon in the breast milk cup. And like, Laura, like, oh, don't do that. that. Why? Why? Because it's just a mess. mess. That's all. So she seems to be home alone. Mm -hmm. So she goes directly to that fucking suspicious ass closet. Well, she goes and gets a knife. 
Well, first she goes to just, and takes oh, down everything right. in the closet. She takes down the shelves and the towels and everything mm-hmm. and finds a little keyhole and right, is like, right, right. let me go get a knife. Let me go get a knife. Let me go get my stuff. She gets the biggest fucking knife right? in the kitchen and goes back <clears throat> to that door. But guy guys come in. for ice. Mm-hmm. His little ice bucket. Which, She's okay. Like a party. Your fucking wife had a late, late term fucking stillborn or whatever. Or whatever it is you fucking told her. You ain't told her shit, And really. you're throwing a party next door? Because he's an asshole. Like, not... Oh, God. They also think she's been sedated. They yes. also don't think she has her wits about her. So, like... So, he comes back for the ice bucket. She's yeah. hiding in the dark. She... He goes out and mm-hmm. she goes through the door and she sees all these paintings. She's in the Castavet's apartment. Right. She remembers going through there like, oh, these are the paintings that high. were taken down. Like, I remember now. And it's like the painting of the building burning. Mm-hmm. And there's like a some Devil sort of like, angel thing. Yeah. With yeah. Skull yeah. Faces. Like, I don't some know. Creepy it's ass paintings. I'd have them on my wall. And she comes into this room where all the oldies are and one younger Asian guy for some reason. Yeah. I don't know where they picked up this dude I randomly. Don't know. Well, that and the young, handsome, dashing yeah. Greek guy. Like what? Who is he? I don't know. So anyway, they're like, oh, shit. It's Here fucking, she like, comes. What are you doing out of bed, Rosemary? Here come Rosemary. Right. They're to Rosemary B. They're to Rosemary B. And here comes Roman. She's like, shut up. You're in Dubrovnik. I don't hear you. Yes. Do not talk to do me. Do not talk to me, motherfucker. And she approaches this bassinet that oh, is which draped is in black. Beautiful. Upside down cross. Right. And pulls back the curtain. <gasps> Gasp. What happened to his eyes? What have you done to his eyes? He's got his father's eyes. Oh. God. Guy has normalized. Satan is his father, not Guy. Mm. Hail Satan. Hail Satan. Hail Adrian. His name is Adrian. And Guy's over there just like face palming. Like, I know. He's like, fuck. She sees busted. me. I can't make myself here. small. Yes. And so. Um, but where do you see his hands and his feet? Right? It, which it never shows you. No. You, the only thing you see is a flash of Satan's face. Right, right, right. You never see this to, baby. No. To reference the eyes. So you see like right. the red and yellow. Goat's eyes. Goat eye, whatever. But you never see the baby. Nope. So she's freaking out, whatever. She's They're like, like, oh, fuck. And Roman's like, but you could be a real mother to him. Well, You're first she's mother. like, oh, God. He's like, God is dead. Satan lives. The year is one and God is done. All hail Adrian. Right. And that's when Roman's like, why don't you like just you be, be a mom. mother? You could help us out. You don't have to be a Satanist. You just don't have to join mom. if you don't want to. Like the other ladies, they're too old. It's not right. The doorbell rings, and that's when the Greek guy comes in. I right. Or no, or is it Saperstein? No, no, it's the, well, I don't know. Maybe it was, whatever. But they're all like, is this the mother? Oh, like, this is Magical. The, and they're like, just don't don't bother her right now. She's having a moment. She didn't really know until just now. That right? She was doing all that. And, like, guy comes up. <sighs> they promised me you wouldn't be hurt, and you haven't really. You haven't really. It would just be like if we had had a baby and you lost it, right? You were only in excruciating pain for three months before really getting attached to this baby that was we're a fucking getting demon. So much in return. It's all about the Benjamins, baby. baby. 
She Fuck spits it. in his face. Fuck she you. deserves it. So the baby starts crying and she can't help but go to him. And Laura Louise is uh, the baby is crying because Laura Louise is over there hammering She's on this fucking, him fucking shaking baby. I know syndrome. shaking demon syndrome. Yes. <laughs> And so she's like, no, you're rocking him too fast. And right. Laura Louise like, like, get away. Get from away. Me. And Roman's like, bitch. Bitch. It's her move. fucking baby. Move Let out, her Laura have Louise. the fucking baby. She's a real pain in the ass. She f- sure fucking is. And she's like, you're trying to get me to be his mother, aren't you? Aren't you his mother? Aren't you his mother, Rosemary? And so everyone cautiously approaches. Oh, while she decides to tend to the baby. And Sapper scene comes in and that guy starts taking pictures. Yep. And it's a beautiful moment with mother and child. And scary eyes and feet and hands are no, she's going to be his it's mama. still her baby. No. Oh my God! Uh, lullabies ensue, and she raises the son of Satan, and that's why this is our Mother's Day episode. That's because right, because a mother's love. Talk about a face only a mother could love. I mean, hands and feet only a mother could love. And there's a sequel to this, yes? There is. Look what's happened to Rosemary's Baby, starring Patty Duke. Oh, my God. Indeed. I can't believe I haven't seen this. And does it show, is it like a devil kid? No, or? he looks normal. Oh. He looks normal. And I can't remember. I think in, oh, God, it's either in... The book, Son of Rosemary, or Look What's Happened to Rosemary's Baby. In one of them, he's evil. In one of them, he's good. And I can't remember which is which. Interesting. But that look, whatever that one, that one's on YouTube. If you're so inclined, we watched Rosemary's Baby on Prime. Yeah. Yes, it's available on Prime. I meant to say that. The sequel is available on YouTube if you're so inclined to watch it. Starring Patty Duke. What would you say did how did Rosemary's baby doom us? I mean, I don't know. I think it was one of my earlier introductions to horror. Yeah. Because it's it doomed us to unfortunately enjoy a Roman Polanski film. No. Well, I can't even think of any other Roman Polanski. I can't films. off the top of my head, no. It's the same author as uh, Stepford Wives. Oh yeah. So I watched that and read that one too. I mean, and like I got I gotta give it to Rosemary. Mm. She was keen like she got it from the beginning that something was happening. And if Hutch had stayed alive, I think she would have got out of there before. Well, that's why they had to kill Hutch. But like, is it better that she stayed and mothered this baby or should she have stabbed that baby with the fucking kitchen knife? I don't know, man. I guess that's like that question that. uh, Like if he's going to rule the world. Well, because that's what she feels like if I could just love him enough. Maybe she could make him good. That he's or, still part of me. Yeah. He might be Satan's son, but he's still half mine. True. So I don't know. And I guess that was the thing was that they wanted him to be born then so that at the millennium he'd be the same age as Jesus. Okay. When he did all his Jesus things. Okay. But I don't know. I don't know. Okay. That was, Rosemary's baby. that was Rosemary's baby, you guys. Like, I don't know. Happy Mother's Day. <laughs> Hopefully your child isn't Satan. And if your child or your mother is satanic, we're sorry. I'm sorry. We're your mothers now. Yep. If you have a terrible mother, we'll be your mommies or your aunties. Or whatever. We'll love you. We'll love you. So we have one yearbook signing. We have an Apple review from mm. Nostalgic Millennial Podcast. Ooh. 
Nostalgic hilarity. Nicole and Tessa deliver a seamless play-by-play of your favorite nostalgic movies. Every minute is filled with great delivery and funny anecdotes to add flavor to whatever topic they cover. Ooh. Thank you. Got that flavor. And we have a voicemail that is interesting. (laughs) And I'm going to play it for you now. Do it. Maybe. <laughs> no, no, no. God damn no, it. No, no, no. Why? It's not up. working. You will not. First time caller, long time listener. My name is Tim, and I am from Alabama. I really liked the Natural Born Killers episode. Kind of wish y'all had said it's the N word. Just, you know, makes you feel a little bit more at home, but still, it's a good show. Wanted to call and wish y'all congratulations on turning 100 years old. Neither <laughs> of you look a day over at least 38. Yeah, I wanted to know personally, uh, just maybe, y'all ever think about showing them tits on the show? <laughs> Anyhow, it's really good talking to y'all. Really, really liked the Natural Born Killers episode. Again, though, wish somebody would have said the N-word. <laughs> that episode, or that episode, that <laughs> message was from I. I just don't know. No, I, It was know from Tim from. in Alabama. That was from Tim in Alabama. That was a character that was from satire. somebody we know, and he was just kidding. But it was about hilarious. the titties and the n word. We don't do titties, and we don't do the n word. No, we don't. Sorry, Tim, but we do talk about natural born killers. We do, and we do talk about how much we'd love to kick a man's ass. <laughs> I'll kick a man's ass. And you know the Natural Born Killers has is in like our top five already. Is it really? Yep. That's weird. All of this is weird to me. It's again, all weird. If I didn't express it last time for the hundredth episode, for the hundred and first, again, we thank you. We do oh, so graciously for showing up for this shit. <laughs> and we hope that you will show up again next week. And until then, later, later doomers. doomers. 